perception that we have in our minds, right? That things are not going right in our lives. That's what we think, right? We think that. And things are not going right. Maybe you're Maybe you are afraid of relationships. Maybe you're afraid to trust again. Whatever it is that you're going through, listen to this sound. If it's in your heart chakra, place your hand on your heart. If it's in your solar plexus, Place your hand on your solar plexus. It's right up under your diaphragm. I might have to get the other. you lack confidence or you struggle with your confidence put your hand on your um your solar plexus it's right up under your diaphragm by your rib cage you struggle with confidence you have a hard time loving other people or trusting other people after heartbreak put your
You have trouble speaking your truth. Put your hand on your throat chakra. Standing in your authenticity. See, because when you speak your truth, you can be your authentic self. the rose quartz pyramid this is good for your heart here so we'll put the rose quartz pyramid there next to the bowl um oh this is good for the crown this one is good for the heart no this is the one that i use avatarine i think red avatarine um no where's my calcite now let me get my orange calcite for the No. I think it is. All right. No, this is not. I want citrine for my. Where's my citrine at? Citrine for my solar plexus. Where are all my stones? Um, I got some over here. Um, hematite I'd like to use for my root chakra. Oh, tiger's eye is good for, um, for the sacral. Where is it? Oh, here go my citrine. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do, if you have some stones, go ahead and grab them. Um, what we're going to do is just put the stones. Okay. So we're going to use this one for root. I'm going to use this one for my sacral and no i'm gonna use that for my sacral that for my solar plexus i'm gonna use the malachite for my heart i'm gonna use the shatakite for my throat 
Azurite for my third eye, and then um, what is this one called for my crown? Okay. All right, so if y'all got stones, go ahead and grab you some stones. We're gonna start at the base chakra. Chakra. We're gonna start at our root chakra um, while, while I'm doing the bow. So if you have a stone, put your stone on your root chakra and close your eyes. I'm using hematite for my base but some good uh, root chakra stones are uh, carnelian, uh, any red stone, carnelian, jasper, uh, red avatarine, um, black stones too, obsidian, black tourmaline, um, those are really good too. So the root chakra is for stability, security, grounding. If you feel scared or fearful, your root chakra is in need of some cleansing. to the sacral and the sacral is right above or right below your belly button so you can put your stone right there on your sacral sacrum sacral a lot of people pronounce it differently now sacrum is our sexuality it's our passion um if you have libido issues, gut problems, it's possible that you are in need of a sacrum cleansing.
move on to the uh, solar plexus, which is again under your diaphragm, right below your chest, your breastplate. This is your power center. This is if you have, if you're dealing with a lot of control issues, like if you're a control freak, um, your confidence, you struggle with being confident, that can be an indication of your solar plexus needing a cleanse. issues, you know, 
side. This is Shatterkite. Um, you can use Lapis Lazul. You can use Solidite. Uh, any blue stone. I got an Azurite too, but I like Azurite for my third eye. But throat, throat chakra is you are afraid of speaking your truth. You don't like to communicate with others. You're passive aggressive. Um, uh, you get angry very quickly. You fear cuss words. You don't use cuss words. It's a good indication that your throat chakra is blocked in need, in need of clear, clearing. Um, again, if you do not have stones, just put your hand there and set the attention and, and picture a light blue light, like a sky blue light. That's the color of your throat chakra. And you just set the intention that you want to clear it, right? You want to step into your authentic light. You want to speak your truth. situation then most likely your third eye is blocked again if you do not have a stone just place your hand there and your third eye is an indigo blue it's a darker blue a deep dark blue is almost um, like a dark purple Right, it's like blue and purple mix. Set the intention to open up your third eye. You want to feel into your intuition. You want to tap into your intuitive abilities. You want to see the truth in all situations. 
chakra, you can use purple or clear. So clear quartz, you can use uh, amethyst, you can use, um, what is this other one that I have? Uh, what is this one that I have? I gotta go to the store. I'm going to the storage tomorrow to get my, my crystal um, to see all these crystals that I have. Can't remember all the names. But you can use that for your crown chakra and your crown chakra is direct connection to source divine energy. And so again, if you do not have the stones, just set your hand there. The crown chakra is purple. It's like a light purple color. And you just picture that color right at the crown of your head. And if you feel disconnected from source, if you don't feel like the god or goddess that you innately are, you're afraid of showing up as that energetic being, most likely it's a a blockage in your crown chakra so just set the intention that you want to clear that block you want to step more into your divine essence you want to get closer to source energy universe god whatever it is you call it whatever it is you resonate with you want to get closer to that you want to feel more connected Take in those frequencies. So um, I'm going to read the remaining or 
the remaining. I act like I'm done with this book and I'm not. Um, I'll take the remaining 15 minutes and read from the human magnet syndrome. And then um, when I come back tomorrow, we'll do the same thing. We'll, we'll start out with some therapy, some dancing therapy. Um, then we'll do the bowl. We'll do the singing bowl. We'll balance, we'll cleanse our chakras again tomorrow. And then um, finish off the last 15 minutes. So the first 15 minutes is dancing. And then about a half an hour, we'll do um, energy healing with the bowl or sound therapy, a sound bath, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's energy therapy. This is what I do. This is my practice. Um, and then we will finish or we will read the human magnet syndrome. And this will be the format um, until we're done with the human magnet syndrome. Maybe I'll read another book if spirit, uh, if spirit gives me a suggestion of another book. Um, but this is going to be the format because actually this is giving me great practice for my practice because this is everything that I'm going to do in my own practice. Um, classes, sound healing, and... Um, Massage therapy uh, and dancing. I want to have classes where we dance and get shake all that shit out because <laughs> dancing is very therapeutic. So we left off yesterday with surviving the narcissist creates codependency. Children who become codependents move through life with an uncanny ability to comply with unnatural expectations. As master manipulators of their own feelings, they are able to remain calm when frightened, happy when angry, and lovable when feeling shameful. Their ability to go against the grain of their own emotions keeps them from further narcissistically injuring their parent, which in turn may keep them safe from harm. Similar to taking a lemon and making lemonade, a future codependent will be able to take a selfish, self-obsessed, critical, and abusive parent an emotional manipulator and make him into a conditionally loving parent. The, resor <clears throat> the resourceful and manipulative nature of this child will extend into adulthood. Hence, this child will become the perfect match for an intolerant and harmful narcissistic emotional manipulator romantic partner. The children of emotional manipulators are no different than children who are raised by healthy parents. As all children want to feel good about themselves, the gifted, pleasing child takes great pride in selfless, sacrificial, and unassuming personality. The positive attention, praise, and compliments these children receive because of their surrendering, sacrificial, and caretaking persona creates pseudo-self-esteem and, and a distorted sense of self-confidence. They are subtly coerced into believing that their sacrifices are noble and for the greater good to guarantee their narcissistic parents' favor while avoiding their rejection or wrath. They learn to excel at their adult-like responsibilities by becoming their sibling's caretaker, the family's cook, the house cleaner, or maintaining a part-time job to help with the family bills. This pleasing child twists their sacrifices into something to be proud of and about which to brag. This pseudo self-esteem allows her to feel good about a life that is and always will be in the shadow of the narcissist. 
These gifted or pleasing children may never know what they lost as they sacrificed their childhood to make their emotional manipulator parent happy. As, as the future codependent child matures, they become the emotional manipulator parent, parent's natural choice to provide care for the family. Because of their dependable, reliable, and most importantly, compliant nature, these children reluctantly agree to assume the adult responsibilities given to them. They, of course, dare not say no to their parents' requests. They also are volunteered for the role of managing their narcissistic parents' emotions. Because children are not hardwired to take on adult challenges and responsibilities, they suffer psychological harm. Such role reversals are psychologically damaging as it becomes a forced adult-like relationship for which children are not prepared or capable of. This inappropriate child-adult relationship is referred to as emotional incest. Emotional incest occurs when a parent sabotages a child's intellectual or emotional development by damaging that by, de by, by demanding that he partake in deeply personal, intimate, and private interactions that are typically reserved for a spouse or adult partner. This includes confiding in children about the adult's personal occupational, financial, or sexual problems, thus putting a damaging burden on the child who is not emotionally equipped to handle it. The gifted, pleasing child, this is why like, I don't tell my daughter a lot of stuff, right? And so people will try to like coerce my daughter and try to get information out of her. And it's like, I don't tell her anything, right? I have a friend that I can talk to or I'm going to talk to my therapist. You know what I'm saying? I am not going to talk to my child and tell her about my problems, right? The gifted, pleasing child endeavors to bolster the emotional manipulator parent's self-esteem by being agreeable, compliant, and low maintenance. These children may also attempt to make their chronically unhappy parent happier by excelling in sports, academics, social activities, or work. Overachieving becomes the ego extension that the narcissistic parent requires as they are void of any real self-esteem. So like, you know, I have said before, you know, like my mom used to say like, you know, you're an average child, right? Like I was expected to bring home straight A's, you know what I'm saying? But and I didn't even know it until I had got out of my abusive relationship that, you know, I, I struggle with ADHD. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I would never be. Well, I don't want to say I would never be because I ended up being an honor student in college. But, you know, like you can't force a child to to do stuff, you know, but, you know, it's it's all for their, their benefit. It's not for the child's benefit. It's because, you know, look at my child, you know, not not you know i'm proud of my child regardless of what my child does but look yeah i this is my child you know what i'm saying and they want to maintain that image paradoxically the child may even strive for premature financial independence in order to ease their parents burden of caring for them this future codependent becomes the low maintenance teenager or young adult shining star in their parents life as the future codependent matures their gifted and pleasing personality is appreciated by more and more people. Other family members, relatives, and peers within their social circles not only value, value their well-developed empathy, listening, and problem-solving abilities, but may also unknowingly take advantage of them. The problem with these preco precocious helpers, listeners, and problem-solvers is that they never learned 
the value of caring for themselves. These future codependents naturally and automatically feel comfortable in relationships in which their needs are secondary or ignored while feeling compelled to take care of someone else. Consequently, they will naturally, if not magnetically, gravitate toward narcissistic or selfish people. Knowing how to care for others while exhibiting few needs of their own help them emotionally survive their challenging life. It is well known and accepted psychological it is a well it is a well known and accepted and an accepted psychological principle that people are drawn to careers that are a good fit or match with their personality and psychological needs. Therefore, it is likely that a future codependent will be attracted to a profession that rewards and values caretaking, patience, empathy, and listening abilities. Perhaps, and I know, I, that's how I know I am on that, um, that codependent scale. But again, I'm, I said the other time, I'm, I think I'm about a one and a half, I might be two. Um, because no, I'm no longer putting my needs on the back burner, right? But I do, I, I do enjoy taking care of people. You know, I enjoy serving. I enjoy, but I also deserve reciprocation. So now going forward, I'm not, I'm not interested in relationships where I'm give, giving all and I'm not receiving anything. Like I need a reciprocal partner, a partner that is willing to take care of me too and not be selfish. You know, I mean, cause I think we all can get in that space of being selfish, but it's so important if you were a codependent to really make yourself priority, right? And if people get upset, if people get mad, oh well, my people pleasing days are over because that was out of fear, right? This is what I can give you. And if this is not enough, I don't know what to tell you. Perhaps in no other societal system, the United States of America, is this positive view of codependent behavior more evident than in the healthcare system. The health profession with its emphasis on devotion of the care of others is an ideal medium for the expression of, a, of the nurturing aspects of the codependent person. It has been purported that many codependent persons become professional caregivers for this reason, for this very reason. Therefore, it can be expected that children of emotional manipulators, those who survive their childhood because of their gifted and pleasing qualities characteristics will likely be attracted to helping careers like psychotherapy, nursing, the clergy, and others. Right. And so this is why I created a Mother's Touch LLC. Yes. But but what I had to realize is that, yes, I am a healer, right? Because I was finding myself in these relationships where I was like, you know, I can fix you. I can save you, right? But no, I'm here as a guide, right? It's your responsibility to get into a class, to, to come to a therapy session, to work on your energy, to cleanse your energy from all those blockages. I am only your guide, right? Once I, once I get you in that, teach you how to do that, you're on your own. You're on your own, right? Go get your own sound, sound bowl. Go, go get your own crystals, right? Balance, you, you can balance and cleanse your chakras every single day, just like I just did. I'm just here as a teacher now, you know, whereas before it was like, oh, I can help you. I can help you. No, if you come to my class, that's what I'm, that's the only thing I'm going to teach you. If you book sessions with me, that's what we're going to do. You're going to learn how to do this on your own because you too are your own healer. You are your own savior. There's nobody coming to do that for you. Nobody is here to take, to do that. We're just here really to just help each other along on the journey. That's it, you know? And for so long, 
you know, it's a, it's like a savior complex. It is, you know, like I'm here to say, no, I'm not. I'm here as a guy. That's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So I am not going to start right here. We will start tomorrow on chapter nine. I do not know how many chapters are in this book. Oh, we are 81 of 179. So we 50% done. So um maybe the middle of november we should be done and we'll see if spirit gives me another book to read for y'all um but this is gonna be the format you know i put i changed the the um the tag it is gonna be music it's gonna be sound baths and then it's gonna be reading but this is an energy therapy space this is who i am i am an energy therapist this is the space all right so tomorrow, join me at noon. We will do dancing therapy, sound therapy, and reading. All right? I love y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Bye. Have an awesome, amazing, thankful Thursday. Thank y'all for being here.